0: Subjects and welcome back to another episode of All Rise 4 with Fools Folly. He's Connor Maud. He's Darren Hill. And we are once again in the interview room with another candidate in our hot seat making their bid for power. Connor Maud, who is in the interview room this week?
1: This week, Darren, we have Estelle Rosenfeld. Estelle is the creative director for What's Coming Out Of The Box and also the creative producer of Pact, which is the uh, the newly reformed, what used to be uh, TNT and, and, and Flex and things like that. and it's come back and it's rebranded in, in a new way. Uh, and maybe it's it gives a little bit of an idea about what Estelle might be doing with the country. Will she be rebranding it? Who knows? We'll find out uh, when we, we we get through there. However, Darren, what is it we do here on All Rise 4?
0: On all, all Rise 4. Sorry, I, I, I put on some <laughs> smooth jazz then. On All Rise 4 we get a candidate in each week and we grill them and we test their suitability to be the monarch of the United Kingdom. We ask them such hard hitting questions like, What would you wear to your coronation? Where would your new seat of power be? And you know, another shit. We ask them other shit. We do, we do indeed. I've had a massive glass of port before um, it came on yeah, for yeah. for this one. Because, you know, it's been one of the, you know those days. You know those days? You know you have those days.
1: You know you have those days, guys.
0: When you're just like I just need to get home, and I have a need a big glass okay. of something that will knock my
1: senses for six to mm. just make it feel okay. Well, I've done that, and you know, and I could talk use more, but we're just waiting for. Her to st- oh, 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 fantastic! That's a, that's a little knock at the door, Darren. That's a little knock at the door. That's probably Estelle. Let's let her in.
2: All rise for Estelle Rosenfeld. Thank you so much, friends. We're so privileged to be able to gather in moments like this when so much of the world is plunged. In darkness and chaos. So, ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in.
1: So Estelle, that was obviously not uh, your national anthem, or not quite your national anthem. That was was a little speech that that Leonard Cohen did before he goes on to sing. Uh, but that's anthem, the chorus, which is your song. Oh, is it?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, except the bit where he says, "We're so privileged, friends, to be gathered in moments like this, when so much of the world is plunged in darkness." That's his speech. But then what you read after. You know, ring the bell that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the lights get in. That's the chorus.
1: So obviously that was your, so that's your national anthem. That's your proposed national anthem should, you, uh, should yeah. you choose to be the ruler, which is Anthem by Leonard Cohen. Talk to us a little bit, talk us through why why you went with that. Why did you choose that one? Well,
3: it is very much a bit of an anthem to me. I, it's something I do like to remind myself. I do like to listen to it um, well, I mean usually when things are a bit shit but <laughs> <laughs> when when things are not going that well, particularly in time of in times of political frustration when say for instance, the person that I would like to see you know in power is not in power uh, so in, it, it's more in times of defeat and the thing about the crack and everything that's how the light the light gets in. But at the same time, it's also a reminder to, um, it, it's not just a, a dark, you know, in times in, in of darkness. It's also a reminder, the, the beginning of like, forget your perfect offering, That you know, an unperfect daily action is still going to take you further than waiting for the perfect action. So, you know, it, it's very Len- Leonard Cohen to say that, you know. Everything yeah. is pretty shit and always going to be trophy, totally. <laughs> but that makes we'll try a little bit in our humble way, so that's very much a like motive equally I think for work it's very easy for creatives to wait for the perfect project and you know to write that perfect show and and stuff and but that's not how get how things get done, and equally for activism so um that's why i'd like to share this with uh, my kingdom and my people and I forgot that speech that he gave on his London tour but that is actually very relevant as well at the moment of course. Absolutely
1: yes which is why yeah sort of breaking the format a little bit which is why I decided to sort of edit that that part in and he's got such a a silky and smooth and sort of gorgeous voice Mm. like he's someone you could just listen to talk for hours and indeed sing for hours and hours and hours because he just sounds so
3: and That's the thing happy. is that so i was thinking about this song because again i, I do listen to it regularly and then i was like, how is it called because i was going to tell you what it's called and i was like how is it called how is it called i was like i was like oh yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> like super convenient it's like That's it's as if you actually thought about
0: it you know uh so estelle um if this is your national anthem how do you imagine when we play this at big national events what do you want people to do is it still in sombre are we all taking a moment is there a, are there dance no, moves that you want people to do no is it I, just a... I mean
3: it's not a very dance move sort of tune um I mean just standing up you know hand on your heart is not necessarily a bad thing but maybe because it's also about being together so maybe a sort of a you know holding each other or, you know, holding hands, maybe, you know, COVID, COVID permitting, you know, if there's no pandemic going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird that actually, can you do, all hold hands with each other? Might be the most problematic <laughs> thing that's ever been said on yeah. the show so far.
3: Yeah. Brace yourself. I'm about to get, like, you know, pretty <laughs> <feeling> controversial. <laughs>
1: title would you like to take
3: well I would quite like and it's gonna sound like you know like fakely humble but in a way I would kind of quite like people to call me a spell but if really people can't stop you know sorry I should have put my phone in silence before that so so it is you know yeah it, it might sound a bit like fakely humble but yeah I would quite like people to call me estelle um but if really it's too hard then i guess queen is not you know there is something there is a ring to it isn't it like
0: oh uh, do you know what was nice there you went i oh, be <laughs> humble i'll oh, be look just 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 call me estelle just call but me if estelle. you have to queen queen. <laughs> queen queen's good queen's good isn't it it's a nice title no, no i think you
3: know it's like when i when i um I used to go uh, into schools to do workshops and stuff a lot more than I do now. But I used to say, OK, you can call me Estelle. And I used to really in- insist on it and, and on them not calling me Miss. And to bother well, because I felt weird about it, but also to try to make a uh, highlight the difference that I was not a teacher. So every time I were oh, Miss and I was like Estelle, you know, and now I, I don't really bother. I still say you can call you should, you know, you can call me Estelle. You don't need to call me Miss but then they still call me Miss. But I, what yeah. I, mean, I don't bother going like, no, it's Estelle. Don't correct but them, yeah. in a very similar way. I would say, call me Estelle. But if really they have so much of the habit of calling their ruler Queen, then I might not say, no, no, seriously, call me Stell, mate. Yeah.
1: So. It'll just be for sort of, you know, placards on tables when you get invited to fancy dinners and things like that. That's that's when, like, the official title will come out. But to everyone else, you know, to to your to your people, you're just Estelle. But also... Yeah. Yeah, I think because if you're going by just, you've kind of got the rock star thing.
0: You're going by one name. Mm. You are, you know, it's Prince, Elvis, Cliff, Estelle. You know, You're, like in, you're in that very, very sort Madonna. of exclusive club. Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Shakira. Yep. Yeah. Shakira. Yeah. That, that yeah. is. That is. So you're in. You're in that club. I think there's something. Yeah. Ni- there is something nice. There's something nice and powerful while also being really humble about going by just your first name. Like
1: and no it. one's
0: done it before. No one's done yeah, it on this yeah. show. Everyone takes a title.
1: No, so far everyone. Yeah, so far as everyone has taken a title. You are the first person to to have said, "Just call me a star." Also, do you
0: know? Do you know what a means? Is there star. a? It means. Star. Star. Oh well, fuck! Yes, that's
2: much better than queen. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
0: That's mm-hmm. much better. Queen, queen is just person in fancy hat. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: star, yes, absolutely Normally we, we do this next part And we say, well to get you used to, <laughs> to Get you used to the title We obviously throughout the rest of the interview We'll call you uh, by your your chosen title Which for you, of course You won't need to get used to Because it is just Estelle yeah. So Estelle Can I also say, uh, well, so it's...
0: grateful for Because some people have picked some stupidly <laughs> Difficult <laughs> ones to say
1: Needlessly <laughs> difficult
0: I'm going to call out Clive Holland here you, And I can't even say it now. uh, (laughs) Latitudinarian dictator. (laughs) I had to repeat that 15 times in that episode. And you obviously, people listening, only got the clean versions that I managed to say. (laughs) And not all the outtakes. Fucking
1: (laughs) dick.
3: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: What we would like to know is where will your official royal residency be?
3: So um, it's a tricky one. Um, I was almost tempted to say Ramsgate reason being it's not because I think that Ramsgate is so wonderful although I think it is wonderful enough that I live here and what I mean is that if I felt that there were a place so absolutely perfect well hopefully I would be there you know because also I'm living enough to have a European passport there's quite a lot of the world that, you know, I could live in. Well, what's
1: that like, Estelle?
3: Having a European <laughs> passport. Yeah, what's that it's like? It's working for me so nice. far. But, uh, you know. Is it? Is it?
1: Oh, okay. well,
3: my, yeah. I haven't been in, you know, my home country for quite a while because of other factors. So, you know, because of, yeah, a, a mix of things. But so, you know, I'm, I'm extremely privileged that there's a lot of countries where I could be a resident of, even if it meant applying for visas and jumping through a few hoops, it still doesn't compare to, you know, coming on a canoe or something. So, um, yeah. but there isn't, but, Rams, but I like Ramsgate. So I also like changes. I, I also like the variety and I like the sun. So in an ideal world, I would have a few residences. I would rotate.
0: So Ramsgate would be one.
3: So, yeah, I think we, we could have Ramsgate. And I might have something a little bit, you know, bigger and closer to the sea than my current boat. I think Paris is still my hometown and, you know, and quite a nice city to be in. And then I would need somewhere warmer that I'm not entirely sure Um you know, I have a few friends in Spain, maybe the south of Spain. It's actually very cliche when you think of it. It's like it's like every you know, every British every British every
2: retired ever. every you know, any retired Brit with a of of Spain, money
3: France. Has basically <laughs> Yeah, like the most bourgeois dream ever. Um, mm. Now, we might go more exotic. I don't know. Greece? I, I, I don't
1: know. Just somewhere, just somewhere hot, somewhere nice and sort of Mediterranean-y sort of, hopefully. Yeah, Some, yeah nice like
3: for the winter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fly south for the winter. We will
0: get into the fact that you want an empire, it would seem, um, second, because what I really want to know is why, oh, do, yeah. you love, why do you love Ramsgate so much?
3: You know, I've always had, I, I used to live in Canterbury and I um and I was looking for a studio and I couldn't find a studio in Canterbury and I found a leaflet that was advertising a studio in Ramsgate and I, I came to visit it and so I started to to have a studio in Ramsgate before I lived in Ramsgate then I lived in Canterbury and I used to commute and uh, I mean no offence to the Canterbury in listening but I never felt quite home in Canterbury, I always felt a bit It was a little bit too proper, a little bit too close. I I find it quite difficult to actually make proper friends because I was not part of one of the universities. It feels very clicky that depending on which, you know, university you're either studying or lecturing or then, you know, that's, that dictates who your friends are. And every time I, I arrived in Ramsgate, I was like, oh, it was a breath of fresh air and, um, and it was um it was 14 years ago so it was not what it looks like now but I really actually I quite like that it had an edge to it and um and that I could you know go to the haberdashery that used to be still on harbour street and be absolutely enormous and buy all those amazing things for pennies which you know in Canterbury I had to go I forgot how it's called actually how it was called but there was that super posh and extortionate shop on the high street that didn't have as much choice as you have three and so yeah so I like that you know that you could that it was actually an affordable place and that and that people were friendly
0: they are friendly most places in Thanet get a bad rap for not being friendly and have done historically but we're all quite nice really
2: we really are (laughs)
3: Well, I felt, you know, I felt it was, again, a lot more welcoming, a lot easier mm. to make friends. Um, and within the artistic community, I guess, because there was not that many of us at the time, it was quite a tight community, but, but again, tighter, but, but not cliquey, tighter in keeping each other warm.
1: But penguins all just huddled together for warmth instead.
3: Yeah, it was, you know, so it made the choice of places where to go and drink quite easy, there was, basically miles if you wanted a, a coffee uh you know so but yeah and the sea of obviously the the sea the beauty i like the way the town and the nature mix in in ramsgate you know you have that that you know you well actually Edinburgh it's a bit far away but Edinburgh has that as well that is obviously it's not very to see but it's nice as well how the, the yeah. you know the nature and the town mix and I think that yeah Ramsgate does it well the size is is quite nice I quite like how the three sorry for the other towns I said three because I, I was thinking Ramsgate, Brotskills and Margate obviously there are a few more but you know I like, I like also how Ramsgate fits into Sanet. so Again, coming from a place from Canterbury, which is bigger and it's a, it can call itself a city because it's got a cathedral. But but once you're out of Canterbury, that's it. There is you know you you, you have to drive quite a few miles to to go into another town. Whereas I quite like, like that. All of those towns like Ramsgate, Bournemouth, Margate, and others. Yeah, <laughs> they all have their identity, but they are yeah. like different neighbourhood of a bigger city to me. Yeah. So you know.
1: Yeah, little hubs of yeah. Yeah,
3: so I live in Ramsgate, but I'm fifteen minute fifteen, twenty minutes away from Margate, which is was I don't know, if I lived in London and I lived in um, Camden, I can go to Soho. Like, you know, so
1: Yeah, absolutely is a little bit like that, isn't it? Little sort of pockets of, of... Of sort of uniqueness and to bring it back to the second point that i
0: had for you estelle so um you it seems like because well, you know initially really the, the questions are where would you in england be because you know you're going to be taken over from england but you've gone sort of very european and beyond so um are you taking these countries over or do you just want a pretty house in each of them
3: well um think yeah, I, I, I...
0: <laughs> That's quite the telling.
3: Way I answered, the way I answered it was probably the, the the latter. It was the idea that I just wanted a pretty house in each of them. Yeah. But we could be working on an inter- internationalist project. If yeah. they wanted to, you know, some sort of cooperation, we can We can talk.
0: Oh, it's so, so fits into the, just call me Estelle. But, you know, if I have to, queen, <laughs> queen, queen. <laughs> I just have a pretty house, but also give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me.
1: Well, I, I'm assuming the answer to the next question is going to be solid gold robes, based on your previous answers, then, Estelle, <laughs> Which is what? When you're eventually coronated, what would you like to wear to your coronation?
3: I mean, the solid gold robe is tempting. I was not going to answer that. I was going. I was going to say again. There's the humble version, and then there's like, oh, if I must, you know. <laughs> um, the humble version would be something a bit, you know, fifties because. You know, I know I look good in, in it and, and it wouldn't be too over the top, but still a little bit, you know, like stylish. Uh, but then if I really had to go for it, then a full-on, you know, Christian Dior type suit that could be. And now with your golden thing, you reminded me of, um, um you know, in Poudan it's like, how is it called in English? You know, the, um, the fairy tale where the girl, you know, she asked, it's, dark fairy tales can be that her dad wants to marry her and she doesn't want to marry her dad so she asks him for a dress made out of gold and then and he manages to give it to her and then she asks for another kind of dress and every time he does and so in the end and I think he's super rich because he's got a donkey that shits gold something like that or, unless some, you know mixing was another story anyway
1: mixing your myths
3: yeah but she asked, he definitely has a favourite donkey. And in the end, she asked for just the skin, for the skin of the donkey. And he still gives it to her and she runs away, hidden under the skin of the donkey.
0: Sorry, what question are we on?
3: Do you want sorry, you know want a donkey's skin?
0: Is that what no, you're no, saying? No. <laughs> so
3: the, it just, there was that thing of the, the gold, the gold dress. So, mm. I mean, I could settle for, you know, I would go with a 50s dress, but I could also settle for um, a, a gold dress. Christian
0: Dior dress, yeah. Oh, Estelle, oh, girl, just nice. just paint your colours to the mast. Just, you clearly <laughs> want it. Just go for it, girl. Like, you want the yeah. thing, yeah. just grab it. It's
3: a good excuse, right? I mean, it's a good yeah. excuse to wear a super dress. Mm. So I could just go for it, yeah.
1: But we want to know, what is the first law that you To abolish the you?
3: monarchy. Ooh. Okay. Okay.
1: Right. Okay. I guess. Thanks very much for coming, the <laughs> yeah, End of episode. That was a nice interview. Um, I, um... Oh, Great. Half an
0: hour recording. All all home I mean, now.
3: Think, you know, there are very inspiring <laughs> examples in this country where you can abolish the monarchy and still get a very decent living out of it. So we could find an arrangement, you know, for a transition period or something like that.
0: Are you basically saying I should get rid of me? But if I have to stay. <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I really wouldn't want to rule. But, you know, it might be good for tourism if I stay a bit. But I could have, I don't know, let's say a prime minister, for instance, you know.
0: Yeah, you because know, theoretically, the Queen can choose her prime minister as well. So your almost last act could be to pick who you do want to be in charge.
3: Until we, until we organise our democratic elections. I mean, yeah, risky business, the picking the prime minister, though. I have a feeling it would fall, it would, you know, it would blow back on me. So yeah. But I would try to negotiate a nice living package because I still want my house in Greece. <laughs> it's what it's so
1: wonderful that every question really is just undercut with a little bit of but what about me (laughs)
3: i'm giving the the power to be queen for like 35 minutes i mean i might as well
1: do you think the thing that will think what happened though is like the idea of absolute power corrupting absolutely so do you think once you know we've coronated you you've had your big christian Dior dress suddenly people have started calling you queen do you think in the back of your mind ever you'd start going well Maybe it's not the first law, maybe it's not the first one that i that I'd passed maybe maybe I want to set some other things up first, just in case do you ever think I think I
3: could definitely be corrupted but not in that way. so I think I could probably convince myself or be con- or, or or other people could convince me that I would need to stay to actually ensure them then stepping down is safe, and that you know there's going to be we're gonna you know um. Lay the rules so that we can have a proper democratic process, and that the right people, you know, get into power. And that, and you think, oh, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to take, it's going to be just a month to do that, and then, you know, ten years down the line, you're shooting people against the wall, like you know, because they're not voting <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I mean. I would shoot <laughs> people against Wonderful. the wall, obviously. But you see what I mean. I could get dragged into doing it perfectly. Yeah.
0: But say what you like. Say what you like about the method. If you are shooting people up against the wall because they're not voting properly, people will start voting <laughs> properly. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it it's it's not it's ethical. Result. It's not ethical, but it is effective. But it but gets, gets yeah, the it job works. done. Well, well,
3: up to again, only up to a point because
1: you get to create a mm. new national holiday. What would it be in celebration of, and when okay. would it be held?
3: Without a doubt, the 21st of March. Reason being, it's not my birthday. It's the first day of spring, and it's the day after my son's birthday, but that's not why. It is because it's because it's a very busy day, the 21st of March. Um, it is, well, puppetry day. It's also, conveniently, World Poetry Day, and it's also the World um, um, day for the elimination of racism. So, like, that yeah, is a busy day. All on one day and you would sure. think that all of those sure. call, and there's still more, but the others are a bit less important. But you would think that all of three of them really deserve a day of their own, right? I was just thinking exactly in terms of
1: scheduling. <laughs> yeah. there's one. There's one of those that. There's a little that, that probably would edge the yeah, other yeah. two out, in my opinion, for, for for to have a day in and of itself. Yeah, because I love puppets. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh... <laughs> I do. I, I don't even care. Prioritize
0: the puppets. That that. i I just want puppets. Do you know what? Just have some puppets in poetry about why racism yeah. is bad, and that will be so exactly.
3: Day. So that's exactly the plan. So that's what we will be doing.
0: Brilliant. All right. Very, okay. Very nice. And so, so is it? Is there? Is there one sort of big theatrical event, or is there loads of stuff going on over the all over no, the country for people to get involved in? Or I is think it just... you
3: know. There's the um, there was that. Uh, I, I, again, I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about France, and it's not like I think it's a model in any kind of way. Like I, I really don't. I promise. I mean, again, if it was, I would be there, you know. So, uh, sure. but there's this on the 21st of June, which is actually the first day of summer. So there's a scene here, there it's Music Day, and it was it started to I think in '81, but I might be mistaken, and it's basically on on, on that day. You, there is no, you don't need to apply for event license and there is no noise, um, you know, like a curfew on making noise and stuff. And so everybody is um, welcome to just play in their front garden, in the street, anywhere they want and stuff. With time, it's, it, it's slightly dwindled, you know, dwindled and stuff. But at, at the beginning, it was fantastic. So I would want to see something like that, but basically everybody can either, you know, um say their, their their poem, or do a little you know, sort of punch and in their garden, or you know, talk uh, give an unpassionate speech or lecture or whatever artistic form it takes to talk against racism or share their experience of it, or you know, so just go, you know, you you, you do you, everyone's free to just you know do their poetic or puppetry or, <laughs> or anti-racism expression. So what happened is that I found out first that it was World well Puppetry Day. That was quite a while that was quite a while back. Um and it was I think just after I had made um a show with puppets that was um so yes yeah, so the reason is that I come from puppetry that's my that's my thing. I mean I'm not like a puppeteer now, as in I'm not playing with dolls, but I still, there is still some sort of puppetry involved in, in my work, even if it's maybe more like object theater or, you know, toy theater, or, but there is still an element of, of puppetry in there. So yeah, so when I discovered that, I had just um, made a show with puppets that were inspired and I mean, and modeled, they were quite fairly realistic. Uh, after um, some relatives who died in Auschwitz, and um, and and I taught it quite a lot. It's called "Take the Pose." It was an outdoor show, and um, and I did a whole series of work with those puppets actually. And so, so yeah, so I found out it was P- World Puppetry Day, and then I think because I clicked somewhere, I saw all the other days, and then I, I saw that it was also the the day against the, uh, for the elimination of racism and stuff. And I was like, whoa you know, so, so um, and one of the thing I had done with those puppets actually were short films that were kind of telling their story, but there was five individual short films. And so you, the idea is that it, they were presented as an installation and you could watch them in any order. So you were doing your own editing in a way, but they were also on YouTube. So the first time I saw that, I just shared, you know, I shared that, um, that work. And and then only maybe a year or two ago, I saw that it was also World Poetry Day. So I don't know if it's, if it always was or if Poetry Day just tagged along, but
1: yeah. What would you like to replace the Christmas speech with? The
3: ma- picture. Oh, oh yes. Yeah.
1: That's a
0: good one. Oh, with that no?
3: joy? Joy in the yeah.
0: home. Oh, okay. No further God, questions, yeah. Your Honor. <laughs> it's the perfect answer. That's it. That, that's just it, It's in. It's in. any. Okay, so the one thing: any particular episode, or just just put it on. Doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just put it on. It, just roll it. it. Yeah.
1: On. And would you want new episodes to be created for it, or are we going to use the back catalog? No, that
3: would. I mean, the back catalog is great, but new episodes would be great too. Yeah. Well, obviously,
1: okay. Henson is yeah, no longer yeah. with us, but no, but uh, we've got uh, Henson yeah. Studios is now owned by his son, but and obviously they just did things like uh, yeah, Dark yeah. Crystal and also, like so hold it's, on, it's it's not still, very much Estelle. As well. I mean, that
3: might be controversial, but
1: I'm not a big
0: fan of Dark mm. Crystal. I have to say. Oh, it's yeah, is amazing, but yeah, yeah. But Estelle, I'm just going to I'm going to float an idea with you. Yeah. But, and you tell me if you like it or not. Okay. You've, uh, by the time we will have crowned you and you've abolished yourself, mm-hmm. but you need something else to do and you want to be good for tourism. And we've got to create a Muppet show every year. And you do, you know, you're, you're a puppeteer and you're interested in light puppets. Well, I suppose what I'm saying is, do I want to take you a... like to re- re- Do you like t- to do you want to take over the Muppets?
3: Well, I mean, I can't believe I didn't think about that myself. So that's an, that, that's yeah. an amazing idea. That's it. That's the plan.
0: I've always said the, the problem with the Queen's speech is she doesn't I'd love her to just do like a 5-minute turn. Don't do a speech, just yeah. do something. If if she came out and and Liz was just sat behind a desk and suddenly out popped Kermit. Yeah, no. And we knew <laughs> that it was her puppeteering it as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would be quite obviously great.
3: Yeah yeah no amazing
0: like and she doesn't even need to do the voices properly just eh, <laughs>
3: a frog. you know
0: yeah. you know and, and miss Piggy, and they can all yeah. have the same voice it'd be fine yeah. so if it was you if it was you and you've got you know a performance background yeah. and you're actually really fucking going for it, and
3: we could do we could do you know like a, a summary of the year you know like what we've been through i mean i can do i can do the whole thing like but with the muppets like you know Never in yeah. eight years have I spoken again to say, I know that a lot of you are going to have to make sacrifices. You know. I can do it all. You can do it all. can do it all.
1: A little a little fresh tip for anyone. Uh, there is, uh, I think, one or two series of The Muppet Show on Ooh. Disney+. Plus that word that were never aired they are they've never been seen before apparently um no. so on disney plus if you've got disney plus you can go there and watch episodes of the muppet show that you've probably never seen yes that's it connor that's give a exciting. plug to disney plus that little unknown platform <laughs> hello, uh, hello, yeah. hello. let's give let's
0: give them let's give them a plug um so, so were you a, are you a, were you a big fan of, of of the muppets
3: yeah and other stuff um but yeah i i discovered the, the muppets um a bit late i mean a bit later as in not as a child but there were some uh, some great other things there was um a thing called the Shah when i grew up it was called Tile Cat. and that was amazing that was balmy that was a, a cat and an ostrich presenting the news and uh it was completely mad and it, it was amazing it was for children but, but the sort of double level that i really enjoy that it was for children but adults would really you know love it too and then the magic roundabout, yeah. Um, and we have also, there's a French version of, uh, I guess the equivalent here was Spitting Image. But I have to say, I've never watched Spitting mm. Image, so I don't know if it was good or not. But the, the French version was, was amazing. It was extremely funny. And it went on for like, for, for over 30 years. They've only just stopped, oh, yeah. Wow. And it was the news and it was live every night. So, oh, wow. yeah okay. so they had the writers were writing during the day the puppeteers were arriving at five and it was going live at eight at the same time as the actual news that is live at eight wow
2: that's and they, so had cool. they, oh, they had some
3: pre-recorded they had some pre-recorded stuff like yeah some, what would be like a documentary <laughs> or like interviews inter- yeah but yeah. The, the actual news you know presenting the news and with guests on the on the, I'm puppeteering with my <laughs> with the, you know, the guests coming onto the, the news desk and stuff that was live every night. That's
1: so cool. And what was that called, Tori? That was called
3: Le Guignol. So Guignol is kind of the it's not the same character, but it's the equivalent of Punch and Judy. As in, it's the it's the traditional puppet show. Mm, and it's okay. Le Guignol de l'info. Oh, cool. So l'info is news. So so like you know Punch News, for instance. L'info. If we you know. Engineers.
1: Um I'm yeah, it would be the equivalent yeah. in in English. Um, I'm a, I'm a, uh, that sounds that sounds yeah. so cool. That sounds really really. And it was cool. a as a politician Absolutely if amazing. you had
3: your puppet, or as a celebrity, get your puppet on that. That was like you made it. You know. Oh. It's quite a big okay. deal. Yeah.
1: that was like your verify
3: verification yeah. check mark.
0: Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> the equivalent thereof. Yeah, because we <laughs> cause we did have we did have spit image, but we've never had that. This country has never really had that it's the equivalent of the, the like the late night shows in America like mm. that, that topical every night here is a thing that we all we all sort of sit down and we sit down and watch and it, it, it's a spin on the, the, the day's events and that for some reason that's one of the few things that's never quite happened here
3: actually, and actually doesn't, uh, you a, the, tell, the oh, day the day today and Connor, things like sorry.
1: that the day-to-day? Would that count? No, because even Would that, that
0: be, that's still once a week. What I'm saying is there have been oh, those send in oh, the every news, that equivalent of the news, that late-night that late mm. thing, mm. Um, that's never, that's never quite taken off here. And it's true that it was part mm. of a talk
3: show. So it was part of a, it was it was 10 minutes that was out of mm. a talk show that was longer, where where for a very long time there was Antoine de corn on it. Do you remember, do you know Antoine de Conne? rap rap rapido you know he used to present no, okay that's it. more an age thing sorry that <laughs> <laughs> he used to present uh he used to present a um yeah a show in britain uh, about music and he speaks uh it was a french accent and he speaks very fast like that and so he used to present that show called the uh, rapido rap anyway yeah he was part of that he was one of the the Presenter. Oh right, yeah. okay, brilliant. Not the not the puppets, oh, but the presenter
0: wonderful. of the talk show. Okay, so we're going to have we're going to have the Muppets at Christmas.
3: Yeah,
0: I like oh, that. Christmas. Muppets,
1: great, 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 great choice. Oh, because every every year I watch the Muppets Christmas yeah. Carol every year without fail. So you know, just an extra an extra bit of Muppets in my life is because fantastic. it's the best one. <laughs> yes, yeah. the, yeah. yeah. the best version of it is the story. Muppets Treasure Island is very close for me but but Christmas Carol is, is, is absolutely fantastic The Queen has her likeness depicted on uh, money and stamps which we will be changing over to your image but uh, as a bonus you get to add it to one other thing uh, and what would that other thing so be? So I
3: have a dirty secret is that I actually as a, as a you know I think it became quite obvious that I'm fairly Republican I do collect royal mugs Oh,
0: Okay <laughs> This okay. is one
3: I'm now showing, you know, a dark blue mug with Diana on one side. Yes, I can and see that Lady And Charles on the other. That was made in the yeah. honour of mm-hmm. their wedding. I have quite a few yeah. of the wedding of Charles and Diana with a dark sense of humour. And uh, and also, for some reason, you find them a lot in charity <laughs> shops. <laughs> Uh,
1: more than the others oh, <laughs> and, um, oh okay <laughs> oh that's bleak isn't it
3: <laughs> people are over, over her so um, <laughs> so oh. I would like my, my personal royal mug but but because it's it's completely you know I mean seriously it's again like a completely you know self indulgent thing so I think to mm. be able to live with it I would have to go to take it even further so I can't have just my face on a on a mug. I mean that's ridiculous. So I, I, I would need to go extra, you know. So I was thinking either it could be as Miss Piggy to to, to carry on the theme, you know. Or like, you know, or or dressed and by styled by like a famous artist so like maybe in the style of gilbert and george or you know some so it it would need to be super camp and outrageous so what about
1: here's a little pitch for you what about so commemorative mugs obviously only generally happen during sort of large events my uh,
3: coronation is not enough don't they no Uh,
1: no 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 but what i'm saying is but uh what if uh, so you, so I'm just thinking. Uh, so this would be my pitches. Uh, let's say you got to have one every mm. year, maybe on uh, maybe on your uh, your national holiday, or, or indeed another day. so uh, Let's not take away from the important, you know, important <laughs> message on <laughs> that day. Maybe uh, so. No racism. <laughs> <laughs> no racism mugs. No racism mugs. You did a did a funny I mean, one there, the don't? other collection um, <laughs> actually. I have two two. My
3: mugs are exclusively royal mugs Or political mugs. And I have some really cool anti-racist mugs, like Margate Rocks Against Racism.
1: Uh, So my pitch was, what about every year a new Mm. one comes out and uh, each year it is in a different style. So maybe one year. So it's like collectibles and every year you can collect the new one. Miss Piggy one year maybe it's done in like a cubist sort of modernist form one year can I say
0: this has gone in a much nicer direction than what I thought it was going (laughs) to be because when you showed us the mug I thought you were going to say you want your likeness put onto every image of Princess Dunne oh no
3: (laughs) (laughs) no I like like idea. yeah
2: Like, like
0: every time her picture comes up somewhere, it's just replaced with your face. The whole, you know, even, like, in newspapers, it's, like, when the Daily Mail run, like, uh, this is what happened to Princess Di, you know, butler speaks, and it would just be, like, you know, ancient pictures, but your face photoshopped over. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, how dare they mention the people's princess?
1: Uh, Estelle, wonderful thank you ever so much for joining us uh, for another episode of All Rise 4 we will of course send your application on to our higher ups uh, for review and uh, and you know we'll see what happens at the end of series 2 and see if indeed you will become Estelle, but before you go, before you leave us before I play that lovely bit of uh, that lovely speech by Lenny Cameron again Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and where people can find out more about what you're doing.
3: I'm Mr. Rosenfeld, I have a surname. And I'm the creative producer for a company called What's Coming Out of the Box that creates immersive experiences for families. Um, at the moment we are doing a second edition of a lovely show box, which is, as the name says, everything you need to make a show at home in a box. It's a Basically, a paper theatre, and um, the story is called the Seashells Too. Always local artists, original music, original drawings, original recording. Um, the story is inspired by the Stone Soup, but it's still an original story, and and it's all lovely, and it will be ready for Christmas. And I'm also working with Looping the Loop. I'm the producer for PACT, which is newly rebranded PACT performing arts collective Thanet. And it's a scheme that supports um, people who work in the performing arts in Thanet. And so we do um, just about to launch peer mentoring um, at our next meetups, which is on the 26th of October at Roslyn Court. And... Um, and we have workshops that are free for uh, members. The next ones are about funding because you're not the queen and you might have to apply for funding <laughs> and,
2: uh, <Yeah. laughs> and marketing and
3: promoting an event because maybe you didn't get your funding and you need buns on Seeds mm. and, or both. And um, yeah, and and, and and then more um, fun stuff to come. So that's it. That's me. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, Lovely jubbly.
1: Fantastic. Well, the links to all of those will be down in the description down below, so you can go ahead and check those out and, and check out what Estelle is up to and what PAC's up to and what, what's coming out of the box is up to. So, again, once again, thank you ever so much for joining us uh, uh, this week, Estelle. And all that leaves Darren to say is...
2: All rise for Estelle! Thank you so much, friends. We're so privileged to be able to gather in moments like this when so much of the world is plunged in darkness and chaos so ring the bells that still can ring forget your perfect offering there is a crack in everything that's how the light gets in.
1: And there we have it. Another episode of All Rise for All wrapped up. Darren, how great was that? What a lovely little episode.
0: What a lovely humble episode a... with a slight sinister undertone <laughs> throughout. And I know there was—I know there was puppets and poetry and let's fight racism, but also there was definitely a wall that—that uh, that was there. That, that, that could be used at any time for any number of purposes. Any really number
1: of things. What's really, what's, what's even darker is what I, I had in my head. As, as soon as the Muppets were brought up, I had a wall that was sort of like, <laughs> the, the, the wall that we we're up against had Muppets sort of dancing above it as the people were getting, oh, you know, okay, brutally murdered. That's,
0: that's not as dark as what I was going. I was seeing the Muppets sort of dancing and then, then they all just being gunned down.
1: Oh god! No, okay. God, gunned down the Muppets. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! No, that was another one. Show that at Christmas. Show that. I dare you. (laughs) I dare you, BBC.
0: Go on, Estelle. Put that on at Christmas.
1: (laughs) Put that on at Christmas. Oh, fantastic! Well, uh, if you go down to the description down below, you can go ahead and find out and check out all of the wonderful things that Estelle talked about there. Go and uh, have a look at Showbox. Go uh, and have a look to see when uh, when the next Pact meeting is, and get yourself down there and get to some meet some wonderful, brilliant creatives. Uh, as well as Estelle stuff down in the description there, though, Darren. What else will the people find? Uh, if you go into the
0: episode description, you will find the links to all our stuff and all our. So what? What were you laughing at?
1: Nothing. It's just yeah, because we're on Zoom, I can see, I can see you, and you, you were looking down at the floor, and then I asked you a question, you pop back up like a deer in headlights, and it really did it took you a second Don't, because, to, uh, you, because you, you um,
0: again we'll be able to edit this out but you froze for a little bit so I, I heard the beginning of what oh, you yeah. said and then it kind of went so I, had to, I was trying to listen and tune my ear and try to go what is probably the question so that I could do this bit seamlessly <laughs> without breaking it but then you laughed and I wanted to know why you laughed <laughs> so no, I've, call, I've called out the fact that the Zoom fucked up um, and broken all continuity but who cares uh, so Brilliant. if you go to the episode description you'll find the links to all our social media so please do go follow us on uh, Facebook on Instagram on Twitter um, and if you want to get in touch with us and send us something in slightly longer form our email address is there so you know do pop us an email uh, we love to hear from people uh, and also if you do
1: tell us what you think about yeah the new absolutely
0: and uh, if you'd like to support the show um the link to our patreon is there as well so for as little as three quid you can get early access to the show um and if you want to chuck us a few more quid as well you get early access and a few more extra goodies as well so please do go to our
1: Patreon. tell a friend tell a neighbor tell your gran get them to listen to all rise for the best thing to help spread the show is word of mouth uh, and yeah, keep, keep, keep listening to All 4. Thank you so much for listening to, to this half of series yeah,
0: two. absolutely. We want this, you know, we want this, we want this show to, I was about to make a joke that I'm not going to make. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, guys. one. We did it's this really one, late. We did this one quite late. Anyway, yeah, late we, I'm going to go before I actually do get us cancelled. Anyway, we will be back next week with another candidate in the hot seat making their bid for power. But until then... Bye, Subjects. Bye. All Rise 4 is a Fool's Folly production.
1: Fool's Folly are Connor Maud, Darren Hill, Ethan Joynton and Nicole Halsey.
0: Music produced by Ethan Joynton, artwork by Ricky Looney and photography by Lewis Pett.
1: If you like the show, tweet about it, Instagram or send a Facebook out. We'll talk about you in this part of the next show.